Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Growing Knowledge Podcast. Um, I'm Parker, welcome back. In this episode, um, I have a couple former ag teachers on, and I know there's some people out um, that want to be ag teachers. You know, I've thought about it, and I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do, and so I've decided to get some people who have been in the agriculture industry, but most primarily the agriculture education side of the, um, of the industry. So I'll let them introduce themselves and then we'll go one by one. And starting with you, Mr. Brian. Brian Lee, I taught ag for 18 years and then moved into position of an assistant director at a technical college in Florida. <clears throat> and uh, my name is Thomas Sturgis. This will be starting on my 28th year teaching ag. Uh, I teach in Central Florida at Durant High School in Hillsborough County. All right, thank you. Okay, so we'll start with Mr. Brian. Um, this is very impromptu, so I wrote down some questions. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your agriculture, like how you, you got involved with agriculture from when you were a kid, when you were a teenager? Can you just tell us about how did you get involved into the industry? Well, on a small scale, I was born into it. Um, and when, from the time I was probably, well, as early as I can remember, uh, up until the prob probably for at least till I was 12 years old we had about 50 head of hogs uh, my dad and my grandpa did and about 50 head of cattle um, my grandpa passed away when I was like 10 10 10 11 years old we got out of the hog business continued to keep the cattle until I was probably a sophomore in high school and my FFA chapter was Pasta Leon FFA chapter and the big fundraising thing that they did at that time was plant pine trees and a lot of people at that time uh, price of cattle was pretty low we ended up getting out of the cattle business and we planted um, all of the property that we had in pine trees uh, went through that so it was just kind of something that maybe not on a large scale like some people throughout the state uh, but we had horses we had you know we had chickens we you name it we pretty much had it and it was pretty typical for the panhandle of Florida and Holmes County in the area that I grew up in okay Parker um, my experience takes me back to central Florida um, I grew up in a, a small town a lot of citrus and cattle there and um, not a lot of opportunity unless you were interested in those two uh, avenues. And uh, my parents had a small orange grove. Um, I worked in the orange groves growing up. I worked uh, building fence, working cows growing up. And um, uh, I was immersed in agriculture, but really didn't know it. You know, it was always there around me. My father worked in the citrus industry all, you know, all me growing up and everything. And, um, just kind of it kind of gave me a direction and I knew really quickly that's I wanted to be involved in you know one of those avenues you know something to do with agriculture Thomas made a good point and in the sense that I thought I knew a lot but I re realized after the fact that it's it's a it's a vast difference if, as you're growing up in it when you have somebody that's always telling you what to do versus just knowing how to do it on your own and uh, so very similar in that, immersed in it, but really didn't know near as much as I thought I knew. All right, um, you kind of both, well, Mr. Bryant talked about how he was 
in FFA, and you were also in FFA in high school. Um, can you just tell us a little bit what your experience was like? What were some of your favorite parts? What were your favorite contests? Um, what was one thing that you kind of took away from FFA that you still apply to or still believe in or still hold on to today? Well, I, uh, competition by far uh, was my favorite part of FFA going through. Uh, I had SAEs. Uh, wasn't something that I really, I, I just didn't like the record keeping, frankly. It was just, you know, but the, the competition aspect we did, probably biggest regret I had, uh, well, two, we did parliamentary procedure every year I was in, and we never got out of sub-district because we lost to Chipley, which ironically ended up being the school I taught at for 16 years. Um, but also we, Ag Mechanics, we were like fourth, uh, fifth, fourth, third, and second. The four years that I did Ag Mechanics, we never won. Uh, but we won state soil judging, we won state forestry competition. So got to go a lot of places and, you know, traveled a lot of miles, went out to Oklahoma City, Oklahoma to compete in the National Land Judging, National FFA Convention at that time in Kansas City, uh, Missouri to compete for forestry. So, I mean, it really shaped my high school career. I put a lot of time into it and uh, got a lot out of it. I mean, it was, uh, it was a huge factor in my high school. Mine was a little different, like the competition level, I kind of picked up once I began teaching, but when I was back in high school and in, in, in junior high, uh, mine was just mostly exposure. You know, exposure, you know, to me showing orange trees, to me showing heifers, to me showing steers. You know, I've never really, you know, I've been around cows, but not really like groomed them and, you know, alder broke them, got them used to a show stick, and then all the contests and everything. Of course, I like the citrus contest. Um, we did par pro. I think the best we were ever was like second in districts. Um, you know, livestock judging, I like that. Um, you know, we did a lot of stuff. Some of the stuff like land judging, I don't, wasn't really one of my favorite contests, you know. I, didn't, I mean, we did it and stuff and everything, but just the exposure to me, just the broad ramifications, and not just that, you know, I had, um, you know, working in the shop, building things, learning how to weld a little bit and, and different things like that. So mine was exposure at first. All right. Um, so now that you, or we've talked about your high school and when you're a kid, how you're all involved in the agriculture industry. So now let's move on to college, a new chapter in your life. So now both of you went to the University of Florida. So when you got to UF, how did you figure out what the major you wanted to be like, what do you, how, how'd you figure out what you wanted to do and what you wanted to major in? Well, I, I went two years at a junior college, mm -hmm. um, but I pretty much had my mind made up. Um, just my personal, my dad worked at the paper mill in Panama City. And for a lot of years, I thought I wanted to be an engineer. And at that time, at least according to him, the engineering, um, field was kind of flooded. He said, I, son, he said, I work down here. He said, I have no, he said, all I have is a high school diploma. And he said, I have engineers working next to me making the exact same money that I make because they can't find a job. So um, just my experiences with FFA, I had a very good ag teacher in Leroy Gillis. I had a, a close neighbor in Myron Hudson that was a superintendent of schools at that time. Uh, both of them had went through the University of Florida. Both of them had taught ag at various times. 
I had another uh, first cousin, or second cousin, I'm sorry, Larry Moore, that's now he's a superintendent in Jackson County. So I had a lot of influences, and it was just kind of my, my mother taught kindergarten. Um, I felt like as much as I got out of FFA, I owed it to, to go into that and try to give back to the organization that had given me so much uh, while I was in high school. My, my path was pretty much laid out for me um, in ninth grade. Uh, Mr. Jimmy Smith, who uh, was my agriculture teacher and will be inducted to the FFA Ag Hall of Fame this year, um, he was just very inspirational to me. He gave me a, you know, he took things that I was, you know, surrounded by, interests that I was surrounded by, and gave me purpose, you know, and it was like, you know, I wanted to be an ag teacher and then I can honestly say you know in the ninth grade that's that's what I wanted to do and I never looked back you know I graduated high school I, you know I knew I was going to go to University of Florida major in ag ed and get a degree and it was so much easier than a lot of my friends that were undecided when they got to college and like I don't know what I'm going to do so my my path was laid out there and I, you know here, here I am 28 years later and don't have any regrets. All right, to ask you a question that's not on the paper, so don't get too scared. Um, what was it, <laughs> what was it, what was the, um, what was the agriculture education like program like at UF when you guys went there? Because now it's a little more bigger, a lot more people, there's a little more people within the program. So what was it like when you guys were in the program? It, it was, it was pretty small. I mean, we had, uh, uh, what, three, we had three, three or four, maybe three or four professors. Um, yeah. Ross Hall, third floor, very very small portion of the, the UF campus. How I many did you intern with? I um, interned with like fourteen. I think we had eleven or twelve, um, if my memory's right. But out of those, only six I think ever actually started teaching. Mm -hmm. uh, we had a, or seven, and uh, but you know, really good professors. Uh, when mm -hmm. you branched further out and went to. Um, you know, Ag com Communications and Extension, you know, that, that the three programs at that point in time, they were separate, but yet, you know, yeah, all kind of in that same area. I mean, basically it was one floor mm -hmm. of a very small building on campus. And uh, Dr. McGee, Jimmy Cheek, Dr. Jimmy Cheek, Larry ended up, Jimmy Cheek ended up being the dean uh, for the college for a while, and then he moved up to the University of Tennessee. Um, Larry Arrington and uh, Dr. McGee passed away. Yeah, really good professors. We homecoming very inspirational. We had somebody come in. Right Dr. There Beeman. Before. Yeah, Dr. Beeman was the part he department was the chair. Oh, uh, he was a very old seasoned uh, individual <laughs> when we got there. Even mm -hmm. that was in this was in ninety one, ninety two, ninety three. All right. So, what was probably your favorite class you took at UF while you were there? Oh, that's... I would have to say my class was at um, Meats with Dr. Dwayne Johnson. Oh, the meat you eat? No, I think this was just Meats. This is where we went in and processed a, a chicken, a sheep, a pig, and a steer. Oh, okay. You know, so we took it from like... You know, from the from live on the hoof to process them. Yeah. You know, so I, I, that was good for me. That's Doctor Dwayne Johnson, not the Rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The um, 
I don't. I really can't. I don't know. Probably the the class I enjoyed the most was in um, it's a class with Doctor. Um, um, educational class? No, it was the one over in AOM, Ag Operation. Uh, Doctor Doctor Byron T. French. Doctor Byron French, and it was uh, I don't even know the title of the class, but it was kind of where uh, you know we did some welding. Yeah. We learned how to put out fires with woodworking uh, with you know with a fire extinguisher properly. We did some woodworking. It was kind of that catch-all class mm -hmm. because. Believe it or not, everybody that was, even back then, everybody that was going through to become ag teachers, a lot of them had very minimal uh, experience with uh, anything ag mechanics related. Um, you know, I, I guess it's no different. We had to take our curriculum, and I know I'm jumping to a different time, but one of the things I told people when I got out of school is I, we come out of school as a... Um, jack of all areas but a master of none because unless you you know I had no knowledge of the citrus industry none coming in and I left out with just enough to be dangerous but not enough to really know anything and just just like some of them from central south Florida with the forestry industry it's wrapped up in our area of the state there's a lot of forestry so that's kind of how the curriculum was set up at that time all right okay so post-graduation you got your diploma now you're um going to out to be a first year ag teacher can you tell us a little bit what was like that first year like and what is something that you like took away from it that you still kind of use and still kind of hold on to oh it was a deer in headlights <laughs> scared to death i mean just just the idea of the no um you know the, the university had done a really good job of preparing us in the sense that we had laid out our course of study that last semester, which pretty much showed you kind of what lessons you need to do in the order you needed to do them. But um, it's just the difference when you're interning, and you're interning, you still know you've got that intern teacher that you can always yeah. turn to. Who did you intern with? I interned with my Mr. Ray Piget, um, who I ended up coming back to replace two years oh, later okay. after I'd interned under him. And that's at Chipley? Yes, at oh, Chipley, okay. yes. and. Uh, but just the idea of knowing that 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 it, I don't know the weight and the responsibility, uh, and just it, much like I told said earlier on, it's the difference between what you think you know, and then when it comes right down to it. One of the I'll give a funny story. Probably one of the most one of the dumbest things that I did, uh, and there's many, but uh, we we had some cows on the land lab went out one day to feed them and every day they would come out if you the kids I'd send them out with a bucket of sweet feed they'd knock the bucket out of their hand so I decided I was going to show them finger quotes how to do it I walked out sure enough one of them managed one of the one of the cows managed to get her head down in the bucket knocked it out of my hand had my whole class out there and I turned and I hit, hit her right between the head which is the hardest place on a cow uh, I didn't break anything, but at the time I wasn't sure that I hadn't, but I didn't want all the kids to see what I had done. And uh, so I walked around with my hand swelling up for the rest of that class, trying not to let them realize how much pain I was in. But let me see, um, man, my first year was, I mean, definitely survival. Uh, there was a hiring freeze um, when I first got hired on, a, and I got hired at a um, junior high back then. Um, eighth and ninth grade over in Tampa. Uh, a little 
little place called Van Buren Junior High. Almost right across the street from, from Bush Gardens. Gardens. I could see the oh, Kumba right. huh. or Montu from a, from my land lab. And it was a very, there was only like two jobs in the whole county, really the whole central Florida um, that year. And um, they actually hired me on, <clears throat> the way they got around it, they hired me on to beat the hiring freeze as a long-term sub. And there for a while, I drove from my parents' house, which was like 90 miles, or no, 50 miles away to the school. And until I got moved over a little closer with some of our former fraternity brothers in Plant City. But one of the things I was unprepared for is like those kids, um, more so than an agriculture teacher, they just needed like a, a father figure. You know, so I was like a father figure to a lot of those kids. I had my chapter president, the I think the third or the fourth year I was teaching over there, a um, really good kid, got in an accident, digging a hole, the hole collapsed on him and he died. You know, just stuff like that, you know, those, um, there was a drive-by shooting at the school before I was there, you know, I mean, it was, it was like, didn't expect this, you know, but one of the neat things I take away from that experience though, like, the, you know, the biggest animals the kids would have there were, were pigs. And uh, we would do a petting zoo with the elementary school right next to us. And I mean, like, it was so easy to, like, turn on those kids to agriculture because they, they'd never touched a sheep or a pig or anything or seen anything like that. So that was, that was a very rewarding experience. I was very, very fortunate in that uh, the first school, first two years I taught was in Citrus County at Lacanto High School. And very supportive administration, uh, very ideal situation uh, from an ag standpoint. The shop uh, had a little computer lab that was part of an all, it, at one point it had been a two teacher department and it was down to one teacher department, nice land lab. I mean, for, for a first year teacher, it was, it was very close to ideal. All right, all right. So talked about your first year as an ag teacher so tell us a little bit about after that and what were some what are some of your favorite parts of your job or what were some of your favorite parts of your job of being an ag teacher or being at Buffet Advisor? I just I loved interacting with students obviously not all of them but uh, just the any and, and the camaraderie with the other ag teachers across the state I mean we whenever you went off to competitions with students uh, just some really some of the best times you know that I had was with other ag teachers uh, going to forestry camp in the summer mm -hmm. and uh, when the kids you know when we were waiting up we would play spades and hearts you know and sit around while we were and then every, every once in a while do a lap around the make sure nobody's getting out of the cabins and uh, just I really enjoyed that I mean uh, it's and it's kind of a uh, bittersweet, you know, as, as some of the older ones retired and some of the old ones passed on, uh, got to be, and then, and I became one of those older ones, uh, but I really did enjoy that. Um, what, I mean, what, what do you, I, I, the rambling, I don't even remember what you asked me now. I was just, I asked you, like, after your first year, what was, like, the rest of your experience like within being an agriculture educator? And what were some of your favorite parts? I think mine, it's definitely changed since I um, began teaching, but just sharing the accomplishments with those kids, you know, 
like when I first couple of years when it was early on, you know, the accomplishments were small, but they were still like meaningful to the kids. And now it's just kind of, for me, thank goodness, it's come to like a bit like a grander scale. And I can share in these much bigger accomplishments and just really change the, a lot of these kids, you know, um, lives where they, you know, open up their eyes to agriculture and just say, you know, it's just not a bunch of, you know, working with pigs and cows and stuff like that, but the public speaking and different mm -hmm. things like that. So that's, that's what's, I mean, the last couple of years, that's what's really kept the wind in my sails and kept me pushing on, you know. Yeah, he's finding these non-subtle ways to take jabs at me because he's done better the last, he, he's won so much stuff in the state than I never won. <laughs> Just been in there a lot longer at it than you have. That's all yes, you have. Yeah, <laughs> 10 years. Uh, okay. Um, so this one is also not on paper, but can you tell us one of your favorite stories or one of your favorite things that happened when you were an ag teacher? Whether that be <laughs> going to a contest or something like that. I don't think I got one. I mean, it's definitely a funny one. It's amazing how many things that, that yeah. come to mind that's they're not favorite, they're nightmare <laughs> stories more so than favorite. Um, probably, um, go ahead, Thomas. You jump well, well, I'm trying to think. I've got one that happened like years ago, but um, when I was still at Van Buren, and um, we had a little international 234 tractor, and um, I think we were going to rotate the garden, get started on our garden, and everything with it. And one thing I've learned as an ag teacher, you know, a lot of times these kids know more about stuff than I do, and it took me a long time as a teacher to accept that. We went out there to try to start the tractor, and I couldn't get cranked. And I tried and tried like 10 or 15 minutes, and the you know, time's ticking away and everything. And I want to get something going, you know, before class is over. I couldn't get anything. So I just got a little frustrated. And I went over there and made sure all the other kids in, were feeding the animals and stuff like that and supervised them. And there was a couple of kids there with me when I was trying to start the tractor. The Sturgis, I, Mr. Sturgis, I think we could start this tractor. And I'm like, I don't think you can, you know. I don't think you can. And um, I walked away, and they popped the hood on that, and they hot-wired it, and it started right up. Boy, and I'm like, wow, where'd you learn that from? So that was just community development, I guess. Oh, um, I definitely, yeah, I, I can think of something now. And it didn't start out this way, but it ended up being one of the one of the better things. Uh, and to me, oh, uh, it meant a lot. I had a young man, and I was hauling his... Uh, hog up to uh, we'd done a weigh-in at the fair youth fair and long story but a uh, lot of turns to get to his house lived, lived a good ways back uh, in a subdivision but a lot of different turns got there hog wasn't in the back of the trailer show pig wasn't in the back of the trailer <laughs> looked and looked could not find it uh, made it on the Ocala, and we're about, you know, Lacanto's, I don't know, 45 miles, maybe 40 miles. Made it on the, the news up in uh, in Ocala, and somebody found the hog like a few days later. Big article in the paper, the kid with the hog. Uh, the end of the story was, when I when I went back, you know, I moved back home. Uh, Chipley was only about, I don't know, 20 minutes, 25 minutes from where I grew up. So to come back to Chipley was me coming back near to be near my family. And uh, the, the students uh, 
mother wrote a letter, and I still have it, um, just talking about how much you know that it that it that I meant to her son, and and even though, and I you know I'm thinking I lost his hog. Yeah. I mean you know, but <laughs> but just the 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 whole experience, and it was one of the things where I knew at that point, you know, that I that you can make a difference, uh, and and even when you don't think you are, sometimes you know. It's amazing as I'm older now when I run into students what they will remember, the things that they will remember that I won't even remember. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I'll say, yeah, yeah, because I just don't want to say, you know, and, and my memory's bad, but at the same time what sticks in their heads versus what doesn't uh, so constantly surprises me. All right, okay, and then we'll do, this is going to be the last question to wrap it up. What is something that you would say to a person like that's coming out of high school and starting a UF that wants to be an ag teacher, what's one piece of advice or one thing that you would tell them um, to help them get started or just to remember or hold on to them? I can tell you what I wish, I mean, there's a lot of things I can tell you. One of the things I wish that I had done, I wish I had taken like an extra semester, and I know that's easier said than done because it costs money and, and just time, but I wish I had taken an extra semester and focused in an area for a minor that I didn't have, you know, where at least when I came out, um, whether it was in horticulture, whether it was in uh, pest management, you know, whether it was in citrus, just where I would have had something beyond what, because if it was forestry related, if it was soils related, there were the things that I had done in high school, I felt very confident about. And then a lot of the things that I had not done in FFA in high school or at, at home, I felt uneasy when in teaching it because you just didn't have a mastery level to it. And it's not the university's fault because obviously there's only so much that they can put in in the amount of time that you're there. But I wish I had taken a little more time um, because I was very young when I started teaching and it would not have mattered that extra semester or even an extra year would not have made that big a difference, but it would have given me a lot, a lot more of a foundation in some areas that I didn't already have it in. I'm gonna answer, answer that question. Um, I guess I'm, instead of just one point of advice, I think I'll give you two. Like um, to, to be a successful, a good ag teacher, I mean, you gotta be dedicated, you know, and it's definitely not like a eight to five or eight to four job. It's, you know, it's on the weekends. I mean, this past, last year, had to go rescue a steer from a flood, flooded area when the hurricanes came through. I've never experienced anything like that. I went out there and the water was like this deep, you know, and I'm like, wow, you know, but you gotta be dedicated. You gotta listen to the kids. You gotta meet the needs of your kids. The needs of my kids will be different than the needs of his kids, you know, and you gotta like, you, it's not like a coverall thing. Like when we do this for everybody, we, you gotta identify those needs, um, be dedicated and meet them. But literally just this job is just, to me, it's so rewarding, you know, just the accomplishments. And when these kids, you know, they win a proficiency award or they win a state contest or, and, you know, and I mean, I think a lot of times the kids, like when we first won Citrus back in 2016, everybody was giving me heck about, you know, what's well, been like 19 years. And, you know, that was like the biggest thing for my whole year that winning that contest, you know, and just having our state champion jackets and everything. And I mean, you know, you know, money, it's not all about money. You know, sometimes it's just like 
where you get up and you enjoy going to that job every day, it makes it a whole lot more easier than if you're making a lot of money and you're just miserable. So. All right. Well, thank you both for doing this very impromptu. I really appreciate it. Um, so this is where we're going to wrap it up. Um, thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you guys next time.